On the Riabu podcast today, we're exploring the phenomenon of reverse factoring. Now, factoring is probably something you're already familiar with. It's when you sell a product or service to your customer, but instead of waiting for 30 or 60 or 90 days for that customer to pay you, you take your invoice to a factoring service who pays you straight away, minus a fee of 12-15% or so, depending on the provider. The provider then waits to be paid for that invoice in full. They keep the difference. But reverse factoring is a slightly different phenomenon which actually involves the customer extending the credit. So once again, you sell a product or service to the customer. The customer then pays you straight away minus a certain margin and extends in the process the time that it takes to pay. In other words, it is the customer who's actually financing the invoice. Now, to some extent, Simon Littlewood, it's one way for SME suppliers to large customers to get paid on time, minus whatever the fee is. But is it not a very disingenuous way for companies to simply uh, get products and services at a reduced margin and make money off the very suppliers who depend on them for their livelihoods? You know, for a smaller company supplying to a larger company, Mark, who needs the money, you might have to swallow your pride and accept this. But yes, this flies in the face of basic commercial practice. Basic commercial practice, as we at Riabu constantly say, is I sell you a product or a service for a specific amount of money, which is going to be paid in a specific time frame. Those conditions are binary. They're not, I, the customer can decide to pay me less or customer can decide to pay me three months later. That's not what we agreed. So I think in this situation, there's a clear implication that the um, customer is, is, a, is, a, is a larger company and has, and has the power mm. to, in effect, compel the supplier uh, to go down the prescribed route. And, of course, the advantage for that larger company is they're creating added value because many of them will have a separate entity or a related entity yes. which provides the funding, and that captive funding becomes something that they can then capitalise on. In other words, you can create future value based upon the expectation that entity will, will, will continue to include fa in factoring business. And if they're clever, they'll be able to fund it out of the core entity as well. So, so they get it both ways. But you're right. The implication is that I am losing significant margin against what I originally agreed. Um, we, Indeed. We did talk about this briefly before. And, you know, I think one view would be this. If you know that this is being mooted when you agree the transaction, that is one thing. Because in, a sen in essence, you can bake that into your pricing and your margin. In other words, if the, if the customer says to you, well, I'd rather not pay you in 30 days, I'd like to pay you in 90 because I need the money, yes. Here, here's where you can go to get that invoice discounted, which is in essence what it is, yeah? Um, and you can then say, okay, well in that case, here's my price. See, that's one option. But if it's having supplied, you then get somebody ringing you up and saying, yeah, look, you know, we're not really probably going to be in a position to pay you for three months, but if you do need the money, you could go here, and I'm pretty sure they'd be prepared to make you an offer. That is unacceptable. As you say, lots of SMEs may not have the choice. So is it possible to kind of circumvent all of this and say, I'll tell you what, why don't I just uh, accept a discount for early payment? Which isn't that much the same as a reverse factoring? No, I, uh, you know, well, I... 
I have long been opposed to this for the following very simple reason, that if you look at companies that are being paid late, they're not being paid late because the price is wrong. They're being paid late due to a combination of the customers wanting to hang on to his money and the fact that you provide him or her with an excuse by doing something or failing to do something that you should have done by doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so all that happens in my experience, particularly if you're dealing with a large company, is that they will, of course, immediately accept the discount. And then over time, the payment of the invoice will revert to what it would already have been. Yes. Things you have so to they'll take the prepayment discount, yeah. but still pay you. Nobody ever refuses the discount. And, and if you look at the way that large companies are organized, purchasing and payables are two different things. Purchasing, these are the guys who negotiate the price and the terms. Payables are the people typically attached to the finance function who actually decide when you get your money. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the purchasing guy will accept anything that will make it a better net deal. And he then sets up the pricing master file. He says, okay, we've got this supplier, this is the name of the supplier, these are the products, and this is the price. And the price that he puts in is the price net of the discounts because he's, you told him you're gonna get a discount. It, an invoice then arrives, the payables team decides when to pay the invoice, they decide when to pay the invoice based on treasury guidelines. In other words, keeping their cash flow positive so they can report the right cash results at the end of the month. Those two processes are entirely independent of one another. And if you are not careful by offering a discount, you're gonna fall foul of that fact. Um, and you're gonna end up with a situation where you're simply being paid under the same terms. And the, the other, yeah, the other thing that I've found is that if you, dis if you then try and dispute the discount because they pay you late anyway, because mm -hmm. theoretically they're not entitled to the discount, you then end up with an absolute mound of, uh, of discrepancy invoices, right? So what you do is you create a massive bureaucratic backlog. So, and funny enough, it, this comes up all the time. I had a, a, a company that I've been advising yesterday phone me up and say, hey, we've come up with this really good idea. You know, we're going to give a discount for our customers to pay us. They're in the offshore industry and they're, uh -huh. they're really struggling to get paid. They've already done it, so I didn't offer an opinion because what's wait, the point? Wait, wait. What, what, what did you say? They, they are willing to no, offer they, a discount they, they for they what? No, they have come up. This is a company supplying, s supplying services to the offshore marine sector. They experience constant problems with getting paid on yeah, time. Yeah, but you said that they were going to offer a discount for, and then you didn't finish your sentence. Getting, for getting paid on time by their customers. Wait, a discount for getting paid on time or a discount for getting paid early? Um, a discount for getting paid according to the terms. Really? Yeah, but, but I thought the terms were that they were going to get their but full they aren't, price. Because the reality is if you're having a discussion on whether or not to offer it, it's because you're not being paid. Uh, you know, that's the kind of premise. I mean, so it's like any discussion like this. I mean, my first question is, companies say, oh, what if we make the terms shorter? I say, well, are they, are they adhering to your current terms? No, they're not. So what would be the point of that? Or what if I give a discount for paying me according to terms? I say, well, those are your existing terms, uh, and you're now offering a discount for them to pay, you know. So uh, there's a lot of this going on, yeah? You don't when start you from zero. Mostly this starts from a situation where you've got an existing yes. customer and you're trying to modify their behavior. So what do you do? You chuck a bit of a discount into the ring in order that they pay you when you want them to pay you. Very often you're just offering them, you're, you're taking a reduction, a hit to your margin yes. to get them to pay you when they should have paid you anyway. I, this is why I discourage this. You know? Just finally then, if, that, yes. if you do have a customer who says, oh yes, we'd definitely like to buy your products and services. Instead of 30 days, we're going to pay you in 90, but don't worry, you'll get the money right away. 
subject to our reverse factoring discount. W would you then look at that company and say, hmm, maybe I don't want to do business with you? I mean, if you have the choice, well, would you I, say, I'd much rather walk away? I, I, I would welcome a conversation like that because that's honest, isn't it? I mean, th that gives you a couple of options. I mean, you can say no, which is probably not a very good idea, or you could split the difference. You could say it's going to cost me, for a two-month funding, it's going to cost me, say, three-quarters of a percent a month, which would be, you know, not one percent a month. I'll split it with you. You know, I'll, I'll increase my invoice by 1% and I'll fund the difference or whatever. I mean, it, it, that's an honest discussion about pricing, margin and payment. I don't have any problem with that because everyone's trying to do the best deal for them. As long as they stick to what they agree and as long as it's transparent, that is absolutely fine. What is not fine, and we said this a minute ago, is when you have a contract with an agreed payment term for an agreed price, and as, when the invoice goes out and you phone up a bit later and say, yeah, so how's, that, how's the payment coming? And I say, well, you know what? We'd rather not pay you for the next couple of months, but you know, if you need the cash badly, you can phone this number and they'll, they'll sort something out for you. Yes. You know, I mean, that is not uh, an honest way to do business. You know? Drop us a note in the comments box next to this podcast. Let us know what your experience with reverse factoring has been. Thanks, Simon. Mark.